0: Hey everyone, my name is Eric Escobar, and I'm the Tech Talker. This past week, there has been a huge battle brewing between Apple and the FBI. The war is being waged over a single iPhone. That iPhone belonged to one of the attackers in the San Bernardino shooting on December 2, 2015, in which 14 people were killed and another 22 were injured. The police believe that the phone may contain more information about the shooter, including in contacts or messages he sent to any other conspirators or terrorist organizations. All right, but before we dig into it, hey, TechDocker fans, I wanted to remind you that we have a special survey for our listeners. We want to know more about what you want to hear about. Do you want to hear more about gadgets and device updates, troubleshooting and how to's, In the past, our surveys have been used as a guide for future episodes and make real decisions concerning the Tech Talker podcast. I would be incredibly grateful for your help and time. Please visit quickanddirtytips.com slash tech survey to weigh in about the show. And as a special thank you, all participants will be automatically entered for a chance to win one of two awesome audiobooks, Mr. Penumbra's 24-Hour Bookstore or The World Beyond Your Head. Again, all you have to do is just visit quickanddirtytips.com slash tech survey to participate, or click on the link that I've posted in the show notes of today's episode. Thanks again, and now let's get back to Apple and the FBI. The shooter's phone was backed up six weeks before the attack to iCloud, and the FBI does have access to this backup. However, the six weeks before the event are what investigators are most interested in. The attacker was killed in a shootout with police, so they can't just ask for the passcode. The phone was also a model 5c which doesn't have a fingerprint scanner, so even if they had his finger, the FBI still couldn't unlock the phone. The issue is that the phone is encrypted automatically with the passcode, and there are safeguards in place to slow down attempts to unlock it. For example, iPhones will only allow a couple of passcode tries before the phone makes you wait to try again. It could take as much as an hour between guesses, which makes trying to brute force the passcode a very slow process. But that's not all. There's another security feature on the iPhone where after 10 tries, the phone completely erases itself. That's right, the phone basically self-destructs, leaving any data inaccessible for investigators. Now this is great for people who don't want our personal information in the hands of a thief, but for the FBI, this feature poses a large problem, mostly because they don't know if this feature is enabled. So that's why the FBI asked for Apple's help in unlocking the phone. A federal judge ordered Apple to help the FBI unlock the phone last week, and this is where everything went public. The FBI wants Apple to create a custom firmware to put on the attacker's iPhone 5C that will bypass the time limitation, the one that locks the phone for an hour in between each guess. It also wants Apple to allow input onto the phone from another device so that some poor intern doesn't have to spend the next three months manually typing in passwords. The last request is that Apple wants to remove the self-destruct feature from that specific phone. In short, the FBI is not asking for a direct crack of the encryption of the phone. They simply want to make it a little bit easier to break into the phone. The goal of the FBI is to create a device that will brute force the PIN by trying every passcode 0000 all the way to 999, which is 10,000 passcodes. Now, if the one hour limit were in place, it would take the FBI over a year to try every pin. The FBI would mail the phone to Apple, which would set a custom firmware on it and then ship it back to the FBI. Apple would not be giving the FBI the custom firmware that could be used on any other iPhone. And then came Apple's response. On February 16th, 2016, Apple published a public letter to its customers detailing the situation that it was being forced into by the FBI. And if you want to see this open letter, I've posted a link to it in the show notes of today's episode where you can find it. Now, it's really well written, and I highly recommend that you read it. Whether you like Apple or not, their phones are extremely well built, with secure encryption running under the hood. The FBI is asking Apple to write a program to completely undermine its precautions that they put in place. This puts Apple in an awkward position, because they have created a secure product, which not even the FBI can penetrate. However, now they are being forced to create software that will break all of their own safeguards. Even though Apple would only have created this operating system for this one purpose, once the software is written, they have weakened their own product. Furthermore, the FBI cited the All Writs Act of 1789 in order to justify their request. Can we just take a moment to think about the fact that the FBI is using a law from over 200 years ago to justify their request? There are a couple other things that you should know though. The FBI wants access to the phone presumably so that they can search for secure messaging applications that are different than normal phone calls, texts, and email. These secure apps are used for encrypted communications, and the FBI likely hopes that they can see what other apps the attacker may have installed. Plus, they'll be able to investigate if there was anyone else involved in the attack or may have helped plan it. Next, the iPhone in question is a Model 5C. Now, the most up-to-date version of the iPhone is two generations ahead, the iPhone 6S. What's different here is that the 6 and the 6S have many more protections in place that would make the FBI's job even harder. In these newer models of the iPhone, there's a new section of it called the Secure Enclave, which makes any outside tampering almost impossible. And last but not least, the FBI made the mistake that possibly could have let them unlock the phone, or at least get more information. If an iPhone is plugged in and connected to a known Wi-Fi network and configured to automatically back up, the phone will automatically back up to iCloud, which the FBI can then request from Apple. However, during the investigation, the FBI requested that the password be reset. This means that the iPhone would no longer be able to back up to the iCloud. This is a pretty big oversight, which may not have given the FBI everything that they wanted. So here's the real question. Who is right? It's really hard to say. On one side, the FBI is asking for this to be a single instance. After all, the attackers are dead and any extra knowledge or information about the six weeks leading up to the attack would be extremely useful to the investigation. However, is it reasonable that Apple is being forced to undermine protections that they have put in place? How do we balance security and privacy? Should we destroy privacy so that the government can find a terrorist? Should we build stronger encryption to keep everyone's data safe and make prevention and investigations of future attacks harder for law enforcement? What's reasonable here? This is definitely something we will see get more news attention in the future. As it stands, Apple is not complying with the FBI's request. As time goes on, it will be interesting to see what other tech companies come forward to support Apple, such as Facebook and Google. If you have any other thoughts about this podcast, I'd love to know what your opinion is. And again, if I don't already sound like a broken record, just a reminder to please take the Tech Talker survey. You'll be entered in to win a free audiobook. Just visit quickanddirtytips.com/slash-tech-survey. And to make your life easier, we've even included a link on the show notes of today's episode. Help us make the show better, and thanks so much for participating. Be sure to check out all of my earlier episodes at techtalker.quickanderdytips.com. And if you have any further questions about this podcast or make a suggestion for a future episode, post them on the Tech Talker Facebook page. And until next time, I'm the Tech Talker. Keep technology simple.